When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. SCP-3088, Law of the Land The laws of our universe are generally immutable. They can't be altered, removed, or added to. As we've seen again and again with the SCP universe, however, rules are meant to be broken. Entities such as reality benders regularly bend or break the laws of physics, but it's rather uncommon for an average human to suddenly develop such an ability. The SCP I'll be looking at today concerns an average man in an average town that developed a very unusual ability, and used it with the best of intentions. SCP-3088 is the town of Cullen, Nebraska, and the area contained within its limits— Cullen is subject to an anomalous alteration of reality, in which any law, bylaw, or town ordinance passed by a legally empowered individual becomes an immutable law of reality itself. This means that anyone present within the town's boundaries are unable to break any existing law within the town, either intentionally or accidentally. This includes the total inability to leave the town and the removal of all firearms, both of which present a bit of an issue for the Foundation. An individual named Thomas Ronson is currently the mayor of Cullen and the only person known to be legally empowered to pass laws, although whether or not he's anomalous himself is unknown. The Foundation first discovered the town when a civilian trapped within Cullen tried calling the sheriff's office of a nearby town, with the resulting call being terminated mid-conversation. At the same moment, all wired and cellular traffic into or out of the town ceased. Of course, an MTF was sent in to investigate initially, with an audio log being sent out 19 hours after entry. Immediately after entry, their firearms vanished into thin air, and all of their phones stopped working, both cellular and satellite. They also found that they couldn't leave, as whenever one of them made to move to back out, they'd freeze up and stop. The town seems normal enough otherwise, although the inhabitants are all on edge, as they definitely know something is wrong here. They spoke to a waitress who confirmed that none of their phones work, not for a number of days, and their internet connections no longer function either. Everyone is pretty aware that the mayor is to blame, with people either in terror or awe of him, or both. The MTF doesn't think that they're in any immediate danger, as the people are merely spooked, not wild. One of the team managed to rig their radios to instead send out high-frequency radio data pulses, allowing the message to get back to the Foundation. They received another message a couple days later, in which the leader assumes that the Foundation has cordoned off the area around the town, although they can't actually see anything but empty roads around them. 
two of the team walked the outer edge of the town's limits, remarking that it felt like a wall made of glass. They've also learned that any law passed here becomes impossible to break, which means that there's no litter anywhere because of an ordinance prohibiting litter. They haven't been able to get close to the mayor for the same reason, as there's apparently a law prohibiting people from barging into his office. Instead, they have an appointment scheduled to meet him in four days. Lastly, they tell the Foundation to have someone on the other side set their radio to their walkie-talkie frequency to try and have a conversation. This ends up working, so the team lead speaks with a member of the containment team, telling them that so far no harm has come to the MTF, and the town seems stable for now. They say that they can sort of feel all of the laws here if they even think about breaking one. They've also learned that it's illegal to be unemployed here, so most of the town is employed by a few large textile mills. The containment member says that those mills apparently shut down years ago, and the town was in real trouble because of it. They also tell the MTF that the site director in charge of 3088 is hoping to have some progress made on getting the whole thing under wraps, and they don't plan on sending in any more human assets. Their conversation gets interrupted as they spot a civilian that had been spying on them and ran off. The team sends out another message four days later, in which they say that they didn't end up catching that civilian, as they lost him in a nearby forest that's apparently within the town limits. They guess that he's working for the mayor, because about an hour later, a new law was passed, which they could feel popping into their heads. The new law prohibits inhabitants from talking to anyone outside of the town at all, which is why they're just recording a message in which two of the MTF are conversing with one another. They had the meeting with the mayor, but it didn't go well, as he seems unhinged. They couldn't do anything to the mayor besides talking to him, and he started rambling about fixing the town, and since the meeting they've noticed a number of people following them. They've set up another meeting with the mayor tomorrow, but unless they find some sort of loophole that lets them take him out or break into his house or office, they're going to run out of options soon. Around three days later, a localized restructuring event occurred, causing all people, man-made structures, and objects within the town's boundaries to disappear, with the exception of one house at the center of the area. All anomalous activity within the area also ceased, neutralizing the SCP. Inside of the house, they found official documentation regarding newly passed laws in the town of Cullen, and the personal diary of Mayor Thomas Ronson. Since I never pass up a chance to read a diary from an SCP verbatim, let's go ahead with that. I did it. I won. I've been elected the Mayor of Cullen. Well, I say I won, but I didn't do it alone. I had a great team of people to help me out. I've lived in this town for over 40 years and seen it steadily get worse and worse through a combination of corruption and ineptitude. But now that I'm mayor, things are going to change. I can get the town back on its feet, help the people here improve their lives. We had our first open hall today, where I laid out my plans for the future to the people of this good town. They generally seemed receptive, which was heartening. 
A few people were skeptical that I'd be able to reopen the mills, which is fair, but I think it will be doable. They didn't go out of business, after all. They were sold out by that bastard Hastings to line his pockets before he left town. Anyway, it looks like I have the support of the people. I'm going to start small, though. I've guaranteed some extra funding for the high school so they can make some vital repairs, and I passed an ordinance banning littering in the town, since it's starting to look a real mess. May not sound like much, but if people are going to believe things can change... They need to see tangible proof, and quickly. I think small improvements like this will go a long way to changing people's attitudes. Had some good news today. Omaha Textiles are interested in getting the mills running again. I like to think it was my incredible sales pitch that did the job, but the reality is it was probably just good timing. They've apparently been looking to expand for a while now. Still, not going to question such a good opportunity. The people of Cullen are honest, hard-working folk, but unemployment has been a real problem here. Getting the mills reopened may restore the hope people have lost over the years. Oh, looks like litter ordinance is already paying dividends. Only two days and the town is almost looking spotless. Must have inspired the people to pitch in and clean the place up. I was talking to Clayton this morning, and apparently there hasn't been a single reported crime in the week since I became mayor. It would probably be a little egotistical to think that's due to my influence, but it's a nice thought. We've begun work on a plan that will ensure every unemployed person in town will get a job in the mills once they reopen, which should be in a few weeks. There should be more than enough jobs available for everyone. And once everyone is back at work, we can start looking at the local economy. Maybe people will start opening new business on the high street again. Something strange happened today. A couple of days ago, we passed a bill mandating the repair of the flood banks on the river. Since they broke and flooded half the town a couple of years ago, it's been a huge worry every rain season and it seemed like a trivial task to relieve the constant stress people living near the river were suffering. I went down with a couple of construction contractors this morning to assess the work requirement, and the bank was as good as new. No sign it was ever damaged at all. It would have been weeks of work. No way it could have been done quietly, and yet there it is, sturdy as the day it was made. Clayton says there still haven't been any crimes either. Nearly three weeks. I'm not complaining. Most mayors would kill to get zero crime, but it is weird. Not so much as a parking ticket or speeding penalty. Apparently, his officers are just sitting on their hands all day. Damien came back to town today. I guess he tracked me down because I almost walked right into him in the middle of town. I thought he was going to do something stupid. He looked like he was reaching into his coat for something, had an angry look on his face, but then he just froze. Started looking real confused. Stood there like that for nearly a minute, me and him staring at each other. Then he just turned around and left. I had Clayton pay him a visit at his motel room, and he apparently had a gun right there on the table, door wide open. Didn't even make a move for it when Clayton drew his own gun and arrested him. 
violation of parole and all that. I suspect he's on his way back to Nebraska State, even as I write this. There is definitely something strange going on here. I tested something yesterday. Passed a law mandating that all road damage should be immediately repaired. Something simple that no one would object to. Easy enough to justify what with the increased traffic the mills will bring in. There has been a pothole in the road outside my house for 15 years. I watched it all night until after midnight. Woke up before dawn, and the pothole was gone. Just gone, like it was never there. I checked the logs just in case, but there's no record of any maintenance crews even getting started yet. All of the roads seem in better shape, too, not just the ones outside my house. Tiny cracks, potholes, even tire marks, all gone. The laws in Cullen cannot be broken. I feel like I'm going nuts just writing it, but I'm sure of it now. I tried speeding on the way to the town hall today, put my foot down as hard as I could. It stopped right at the point where the car hits 30, and didn't even go a fraction over. No matter how hard I tried, I couldn't get my foot to press down any harder. It was... unnerving. Like some force was preventing me from moving. Like I couldn't control my own body. I've never felt such an awful sensation in my life. The more I think about it, the more I think the situation here could be incredibly beneficial for Cullen... Something clearly unnatural is happening, and I'd be lying if I said that it didn't make me a little nervous, but the possibilities. A town with no crime. A town where issues can be fixed instantly. The good we could do with such a gift. Oh, the mill deal went through. The mills are already beginning to reopen, and the paperwork to make sure everyone has a job has gone through. This will be a great new start for Cullen. It's been a hectic few weeks. Other people have started noticing the weirdness here, which is partially my fault. There were some logistical issues with the mills. None of the supplies or materials were delivered and have been held up for weeks, stuck on a boat in the middle of the Pacific or something. But every single person who would have been working at the mills turned up anyway. The story was the same from all of them. They felt like they had to be at the mill, even though there was nothing to do, and couldn't leave until the end of their shifts, no matter how hard they tried. It came up in a town meeting. Kate Massey brought it up. Seemed hesitant at first, like everyone would think she was nuts. But... As soon as she started talking, others started chiming in. The same mill story, or about how they've been unable to speed in their cars, or even swear in public. People started to panic, but I managed to reassure them that there was nothing to worry about, and that we were looking into it. Truth is, though, even if we were, I wouldn't know where to start. There was an incident... Simon Sackwell came at me in the street while I was talking with Clayton about the situation. 
started hurling abuse at me, said this weirdness was all my fault and that I'd damn us all in the eyes of God or some such nonsense. Reached into his pocket, clearly about to pull a gun. I could see the handle. Clayton obviously could too. He shot Sackwell where he stood, right in the chest. He just reacted, even though Sackwell could never have actually used his gun. I guess the same isn't true of police officers. What a waste. I've declared a state of emergency. It might panic people more, but it gives me some interesting legislative power, which I've used to ban firearms within the town. That'll probably rile up the gun nuts, but they'll see it's for the best eventually. We won't have a repeat of this. People started leaving. I wish I could say I didn't blame them, but whatever happened to civic pride? Loyalty to your home? Do they not realize the things we could do with this? Whatever it is. Over 500 people left in a week. I had to pass a law stopping anyone else from going, so now no one is allowed to leave the town. Cullen will be restored, damn it, and I won't let any narrow-minded fear get in the way of that. Maulings came to me today and told me people had been whispering about going to the press, or the feds, or whoever else. At least I still have some friends left in town. I should have thought about it sooner. It's unlikely that someone hasn't blabbed about what's going on here to someone outside. Don't they realize what would happen if the government or the press got involved here? They'd turn Cullen into a circus. I've temporarily banned the use of phones and the internet until I can get a handle on things here. I'll find a way to set things right, reverse all these emergency laws, and then Cullen will be better than ever. A group of military-looking people in black trucks came into town today, started asking a bunch of questions. They're going to try and cause trouble. I can sense it. Can't imagine there's much they can do, though. The law is the law, after all, and all men must follow it. I've asked John to keep an eye on them for me. Since the phones were shut down, I stopped receiving updates on the mill deliveries. Should have thought about that. I passed a law yesterday that simply read, The mills shall have the materials they need. Today, every one of them was fully stocked, as if out of nowhere. The people have been turning up to work there for weeks now, so at least they'll have something to do. Hopefully this will begin to turn things around. John said those military folks were at the edge of town today talking to someone on their radios. God damn interfering sons of bitches. I've passed a law banning anyone from talking to people on the outside at all, so hopefully that will solve the issue. The mills seem to be working. It might be my imagination, but people seem happier. Apparently everything they make is getting shipped somewhere, though no one knows where or how. But... There's always plenty of raw material for them to work with. A few more weeks of this, and things might be able to get back to normal around here. Had a meeting with the military lot today. I'll have to have a word with Sandra about why she booked that in. 
Anyway, they came in here and started demanding information about all sorts of things, like they had any kind of authority in this town. I told them they should have just left well enough alone and minded their own business. They looked at me like I was nuts. The conversation was a bit more cordial after that, though nothing really came of it. They are going to keep interfering, I can feel it. I told them I'll think about what they've said. And I will. I'm not an unreasonable man. But I've been given a unique chance to make something of this town, and I won't have it wasted by small-minded military men. I agreed to a short meeting with them again tomorrow. Give enough time to process the other views and all that. Maybe I'll be able to bring them around, but I doubt it. As I expected, the second meeting with that Soresby fellow went nowhere. He demanded that I reverse all these laws and let the people abandon the town. I told him I would do no such thing. I won't be pushed around by meat-headed military fools. He flat out said he's going to be a problem. Judging by the look on his face, I think he would have shot me right then and there if he was able. I'll have to think of a solution. Obviously, I can't just leave them running around town doing whatever they want. Who knows what trouble they could cause? Why can't they just mind their own business? That bastard Soresby and his friends nearly started a riot today, riling people up, some nonsense about human rights and votes of no confidence. Don't these people realize I'm trying to do what's best for them? How can they all be so blind? Well, I'm going to put an end to this once and for all. First, I'll get rid of those interlopers, and then I'll see what I can do about this talk of rebellion. Cullen is a good town, damn it, and I won't have it ruined by the ungrateful attitude of people afraid of a hard day's work. Based on the Foundation's analysis, almost immediately following the final journal entry, a new entry was added to the list of laws mandating that all military personnel leave the town immediately. The Foundation's prevailing theory is that since this law directly contradicted the previous law preventing people from leaving town, the end result was a reality failure, causing the loss of the town and everyone in it. They have no idea why the mayor's house and its contents remained, but the MTF has officially been declared lost. They say that absolute power corrupts absolutely, and this seems to be a rather clear-cut case of that, albeit one in which the mayor seemed very earnest in his good intentions for the town. There's no explanation whatsoever for why the anomaly emerged as soon as Ronson became mayor, but that doesn't really matter in the context of the story itself. It's definitely a tragic story, both for the loss of the town itself, as well as the MTF. But, in the end, the problem took care of itself, so the Foundation probably isn't too upset.